what's up? Welcome to Tabletop Rodents. This is a tabletop. Well, we're going to talk about the last couple sessions of our hit campaign. Maybe you saw it in the New York Times. Uh, Children of Arcana. <laughs> uh, I'm N. Uh, with me, uh, Toby. Hi, hello. It's me, Toby. And last but not least. Hi, I am the. Uh editor of the new york times alley that's why you would see us ben brantley <laughs> okay all right <laughs> so uh where do you want to start we start this is covering episodes 19 through 19 through 24 yeah. so if you haven't listened to those you should probably go do that before before it's ba before alley <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah ba and then pb no but no pa post alley peanut i don't butter? know what yeah i don't know why Pe i said pb peanut butter, peanut butter. Woo, okay we're, we're doing great uh yeah we'll start with great episode start. 19 uh-huh um i had a question for you n okay you came to me with the idea of these feral wildlings the luna clan I did. And I said, all right, bet. I'll put them in at the end of 18. Uh -huh. And then give that give that off to you for your session to GM. What was your inspiration? What happened? Are you okay? Uh, the feral, I just, I was trying to think of something fun that I wanted to do. And honestly, I was kind of inspired by you having your whole like Moro village set up. And I was like, mm. well, well, I kind of want to have like my own little thing going on. And I was like, I didn't really know where to touch base with or like what to do is the next thing to propel us into like the mountains. So I said, I just, uh, I think it was like late one night and I was just like feral wildlings. And so Lord. I sent that to you. And then um, I made them Pokemon on accident. And then when you did that, I was like, oh, okay. I know who these are now. And then I started making my like feral, feral wildlings. Mm -hmm. uh which were you, like nana and stuff did you have any like inspiration about like the camp itself like See, were you just thinking of like best summer camp ever i was like okay so of course like all of them are animal related we already established that and then i don't know what it was but like i don't even think this is like correct inspiration but in like tears of the kingdom they have like mm. when you when you get uh, a new tower, it like shoots you up on a on like a balloon thing, you know, like yeah. it balloon bumps you up. And so I thought about like an entire city like with like these balloons in like I don't know why, but that art style of mm. like that, and that's kind of what I saw. And then um, I just thought it would be really fun. I wanted to do like a different kind of village, and so I thought like a whole hot air balloon village would be really fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, and then we can bring Allie in. You, I mean, you also came in and sort of had a different relationship to these wildlings than we did, for for sure. Mm -hmm. um, what What did you make of of that? It's like your first, some of the first NPCs you meet are. Um. Yeah, it, those were. <laughs> wild links um mm. got something in my throat that's new um uh yeah i think that 
a lot of it <laughs> was just really silly. Of yeah. like, a lot of them don't say anything other than their name. Yeah, very Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, well, so I was like trying to get information or like be like, "Hey, yeah. what's so what's going on here?" And they're just like, "Wolf." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm wolf. Uh, what did you think about the whole like? And this was this was kind of uh, inspired by some things that we had talked about, like with the shadows and stuff. What did you think about fighting the shadows of the wildlings? Yeah, that was um Yeah, that started in this the chase. Mm -hmm. Um you basically took the little hunting party I created and then like decided to turn them into little shadows. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um I, I think that whole sequence of going through Avis Lenry was really fun um like the illusions and basically like working through trauma is how i i thought of it in a lot of ways because i just received like very bad news yeah i wanted each one to be a different kind of like uh almost like effect like i wanted to be a physical illusion that was like something that wasn't physically there i wanted a like mental illusion something that like mentally was happening to you that wasn't there and then I wanted an emotional illusion, something that would like really hurt on the inside and didn't quite like make sense, mm -hmm. but attached yeah. on to that, which was like the one with your father was uh, yeah. the emotional one. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what I what Lorenz has been going through lately, um, since you dropped that that onto me of my father being dead, was struggling with how to feel about that um, because. Uh, Lorenz does not have a very good relationship with his father mm -hmm. or his brothers. Yeah. And it's difficult to know if, like, he should, how to feel. Because part of you is, like, kind of glad. But then also part of you is, like, well, he was my father. And it's complicated. He's gone. Yeah. I'm, uh, when we get to it later, I'm very curious to hear what you thought of uh, Selenor, your mother's reaction to the news, uh, mm -hmm. when we get there later. Um, but I have some questions for you uh, about um, the doomed air and what you did uh, in the in the caves there. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was really, really, really interesting. Uh, the stress mechanic that you had created, and I'm wondering yeah. where that came from. Um, I I don't really know. I wanted a way for like this very important moment, or like part of the the story, to like have. I want everything to feel like a ticking time bomb. Um, with <laughs> that. It did. It definitely did. <laughs> yeah, because there's the ticking time bomb of the Ascension ritual, right? Once you got there. Yeah, which um, I don't think we know exactly what that means for the Doom Dare, do we? Like, what exactly was happening there? I mean, well, I mean, I do, but... I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, like, the... Uh, no. Never revealed, the right? characters, we do not know why yeah. and okay. what that's about. Um, yeah, basically, I wanted the, that whole session to feel like a ticking time bomb for you to deal with. 
um, so that like, and and that stress points was like another a way of like, if you get too stressed out, you are going to be maxed out. You won't be able to move. Mm-hmm. You you're going to be so stressed that you are basically like, um, like in in shock that you're not unable to move. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting and it was really, really fun. Uh, and I did like a whole, cause like for me, I was so used to dealing with my injury tokens and all of that. And I was like, I'm a pretty beefy, I'm a pretty beefy baby. Like I can take some hits, but I mm-hmm. was not ready for the additional like stress stuff. And then like, it was, it felt so intense. Cause as soon as I hit my max on the stress tokens, I started taking damage like crazy. And I went from like, one or two adversity tokens up to like five or one or two injury tokens up to like five like in what mm-hmm. felt like a matter of seconds so yeah. like it really tied in with like oh shit i'm so stressed out now that i'm going to like i can't move and i'm gonna die um mm-hmm. which was like a big moment for sure um yeah uh another thing i want to talk about is like the actual place that you were in um, I took yeah. a lot of inspiration. The the crypt of Avis Lenria was like all these bones of these dead trolls like mm-hmm. built into the walls. That's based off of a real place um, in Portugal. Um, in Evora, there's a place called the Chapel of Bones. And these monks, they like basically just built the walls. If you look it up, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like the walls are just bones. Um, of these like dead monks for like centuries it's really cool that's fascinating Um, so that was kind of my um idea i wanted this place to feel like really ancient and really old and that they do something different to honor their dead like they build them into the actual structure of the oh you know i love that i didn't even realize like that that was the connection there but i love that how that ties in with like also ujara and how they take care of their dead is like these different troll places yeah. have more different styles well, that's what spurred that's what spurred me on to wanting to do something because the moon troll society is as for, far as we know is gone we only know of one moon troll right um, and so i wanted that that society to have a different way of honoring they're dead compared to the i guess more modern society of ujara in some respects because it's like all these trolls came together in one spot maybe it's older i don't know we we haven't really delved into how old ujara is and how old the trolls are but no yeah. we we haven't but it was really really uh, i thought that was really really fun to like have another uh different like aspect or culture uh of like the trolls represented Mm -hmm. um there was one thing you did though that i was like you dirty devil you turned that on me and that was the vision that pi had with the flowers it was yes very similar to the the marvels which we've all um i think actually i can't i can't talk about that because we're not recovering that episode Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh what the I basically wanted to have like a mirrored experience to what you did to me with the the marbles after the Doomed Air first attacked uh, the Sun Egg. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to have it be a metaphor or something that Pi could understand, which is nature. So that's why I chose flowers. And you also already had some of the flowers placed upon your like your body as your magic like yeah. components basically. 
So I was like, okay, this number one, this shows you all the flowers you want to collect over the course of the campaign. <laughs> Yay. Collector's anxiety setting in. But then also like it's a way for Pi to like really understand like the the seven different arcanums that there there have been. Yeah, I thought that was really, really uh enlightening and it was very difficult trying to decide which one to leave behind and it put me in like such a state of like confusion and shock for trying to figure out what to do with the egg um mm -hmm. after it like that had a huge impact leaving like Keth behind as the last one uh that was pretty mm -hmm. huge i um, also want to ask this to both of you because mm -hmm. you both experienced this character seneca what did you think of seneca this was a character that I pretty much made to be like a guide sort of NPC that travels with the party for a bit um, type of character. Um, I'm curious what what you thought, because I executed what I wanted to do, I think, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Ali, do you want to do you want to go first or would you like me to? Um, yeah, I think. I think the only conversation I had with Seneca was shaking his hand and going i don't know you well and then that was the end and then he said i don't know you at all <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah. which yeah i think that like yeah very like but i think at least by the time that i come in and meet him he's he's kind of been through the ringer a little bit mm -hmm. Who's I think probably a little less like cocky than he started out. Yeah, I think that was one. Th I want like with a lot of these like minor NPC characters. The I think one of the goals I want to accomplish is like, oh, they change by the end of it because of our our group in some small yeah. way. Mm. I think that's really smart. I love that, um, and that makes us feel like we're have more of an impact on the people. Uh, around us i love that mm -hmm. yeah and then like the other thing is that he's very much a perfectionist and is an asshole about it yeah <laughs> which i i felt during the the in the doom dare when we we're going against the doom dare uh in the caves underneath in the crypt um i definitely the felt shadow shards yes when he would like miss a shot he got mad at me and then i called him out on it and then eventually he apologized and i was surprised by that um mm -hmm. uh but well basically he's so much of a, so much of a perfectionist that he blames others for his mistakes but you think oh wow that's really asshole that why are you doing that but the honest the honest truth is he's harder on himself he berates himself more than anyone yeah when he misses a shot because it's like i need to be the protector of my village and my people if i miss a shot i'm I'm failing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really, really interesting. And like, it, I definitely like changed my relationship with him by the end for sure. Cause I also went through like, there was a big shift for Pi at the end of uh, the Doomed Heirs episode. And by the end of that, I was like destroyed and distraught. And there was even like a thought that I had where I wanted to like ask Seneca for help. And I was like, Seneca doesn't understand what I'm going through. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it was very, very interesting to have that kind of like, because I'd been, I'd been enjoying my company with Seneca like a lot. 
uh, and like I enjoyed talking with Seneca. And in that moment, I was just like, I can't talk to this guy. This guy's not going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very interesting moment for me. Yeah. Well, when you're in the the uh, the crypt, like what was going through your mind when the doomed heir started the actual ascension ritual? And basically started channeling into the egg. Um, I was so worried that she was going to be fucking with the lost Arcanum. Uh, and for whatever reason for Pi, that was absolutely terrifying. And I think it was because of the vision that had just happened with the um, flowers. And since... The girl had picked up the lost Arcanum, and like the one that was left was Keth. I was worried that I was going to lose a part of myself, and either mm-hmm. the Void or Keth. So I was kind of panicking in that moment, um, and like I basically got to the point where I was like, "If this like another Arcanum coming back would mean the end of me and the people that like I'm connected to, uh, like physically." I might just kill this egg to prevent that happening. Um, mm. And that was like one of my thoughts was like, and I thought it was funny because I didn't plan that. But then when I told Seneca, the keyword was omelet. And then at the end, I wanted to kill the egg. I was like, well, I guess I am going to make an omelet. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of, I guess, move on to meeting a new, new character, a new face. Yeah, what was it like? Um, uh, like you listened your... to the campaign and then jumping into it. Yeah, yeah. What's the process like of like making a character? Um, I think because there were there was a solid like few months where you guys were talking about like thinking about bringing another person in specifically me um that was almost an uwu but it wasn't um and so i spent a lot of time uh like listening but also thinking about like what like what would the party benefit from Mm -hmm. because it's like when i play and when i create characters I try to fill the gaps yeah, of what I see in a party. Because it's like, you know, if you already have, you know, a bard or two, don't need another bard in there, right? So uh, I like to think of like, okay, where not just in like character class or function but also just in my personality um of like which i i don't know now i feel like where we're at now and where it started when i was creating this character the party dynamics have changed since and so now i'm trying to like kind of re re re-examine like how like what how am i best utilizing this character mm-hmm. um and so i spent a lot of time thinking about like the 
lands betwixt specifically. I mean, like, that's wild. Mm. I want to know what's going on there. And then kind of coming up with, you know, like, what would compel a person going into a rejuvenation? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think what you've done is actually help us a lot in in the long run to, like, decide it on what the lands betwixt was and can be in the future um i think like the decisions you make are like going to be so helpful to us and like you know fleshing out the world is like you're also building a section yeah. of this world as well even though you're not like one of the gms but you are by being your character and playing it like you are going to help us so much flush out other parts of the world. Yeah, you can and you can already see that with like the extension of like the family dynamics uh within like your own family and how it connects to the royal family uh of Zephia and like all of that stuff. Um how all of those things connect is starting to become like more prevalent uh mm-hmm. for sure. And like that was something that got changed when you when you jumped in or that we like adjusted to make it there um what was it like coming in as the moon princess though and having to keep that uh ruse up spoiler alert oh. you should have already listened to 24 so i gave you a warning you got a warning i think the stressful thing with it was like hinting at the fact that i wasn't the moon princess without revealing it and then also being like because where where loranus finds me i would be in disguise as the moon princess for like (laughs) a few hours Mm -hmm. and so like loranus is the first person that i interact with being in this disguise and there's some there was something funny to me in I mean, yeah, you should have already listened to or watched or listened to 24. Something funny about being a changeling that's not good at lying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very like in my flaws, because I guess I don't have my I'm the only one who doesn't have like my character sheet out, right? Um, which yeah. is good because it's uh a lot of sentences that I started writing and then didn't. Um, in my flaws, I have uncomfortable lying, easily flustered, and people pleaser, which are all things that are not great traits for changeling. Um, yeah. And it's like, she's like, I'm just, I'm incredibly like sheltered before kind of the past 10 years, which for a changeling isn't that long mm-hmm. of like, I just I I'm like out there being like ha 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 princess that's me Yeah so I think that yeah it was definitely rough but in a fun way Uh what kind of draws you to like having characters that have backgrounds of like being a bit more sheltered Um cuz like in home games that we've played um I've, I mean, I've only seen, like, really 
two other characters you've played, but one other of them is very sheltered as well. Like, what draws you to that type of character? Is it just, like, interesting? Um, yeah, I think part of it is that I know on a meta level that I'm, like bad at remembering names bad at remembering places that i've been to and then like sometimes i'm like like i i played uh like a fighter for like a few months and didn't realize like in D D 5e that like your weapon has a plus to hit and like this <laughs> was multiple sets. So it's like one of those things where I like sometimes I like intentionally build my characters to have these like personal pitfalls in their background. Mm -hmm. Like being a little more sheltered so that I have like an in-game reason to not know things. Yeah. Hey, that's totally like, I mean, that's a very actor frame of mind of going about like making characters, but that's like really fun. That's a like very cool way to think about, you know, if you know you're not the crunchy mechanics, you know, power gamer, like you could come up with a reason of why your character doesn't know all of that stuff. Yeah. I also am a like terrible roller. And so I'm like, I, I go in being like, I'm going to be a cringe fail <laughs> character and it needs to be included very much uh, uh i had something but it, it ran away from me so i don't have it anymore let's yeah uh, another thing i want to talk about meeting the moon princess there is so wild if it was any other circumstance i would have had a chance to be more skeptical of why the hell is the moon princess here by herself in like an empty like moon cycles chamber like <laughs> like it, on a certain level it makes sense because it's the moon jewels okay yeah moon princess might go visit the like ancient ancestral home of the moon trolls but the place i found you in is like what are you <laughs> doing like seriously but I didn't have the chance to be that like step skeptical really because of the circumstances. Like we're being attacked, and then you know the doomed air shows up, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with the doomed air showing up, uh, how was that with uh that like change of when the doomed air saw the moon princess and like backed off? Like, what was that like for you, expecting to go into like a combat kind of thing? For me, yeah. Uh, I was well first the first thing I noticed is that the Doom Dare did not look as scary in that moment because mm -hmm. they looked beat beat to hell like the first time it was like oh you're at full strength you're attacking me you knocked me out you damaged the sun egg and this time it's like oh you're actually not like a, a demigod or something like that you were just a person too Mm -hmm. I don't know who the hell you are, but you're just, there's a limit to your capability. Um, yeah. And someone started talking about the Fallen Kingdom. I was like, Indragal's doing fine, as far as I know. Why are you talking <laughs> about that to the Moon Princess? What's going on? 
Good, good. Yeah, how was that for you, Ali? Having that, like, weird thing? Because you had seen the Doomed Air in, like, the episodes you would watch, but then, like, actually having to interact in the Doomed Air being like, I know you. Or, like, talking to you and, like, complete change of action as soon as she saw you. What was that like? That was, like... I was just reeling. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? Like, very obviously being like, okay, this is has... Like, just on a... Like, even from a character perspective of, like... In, like, just instinctively knowing that, like, you are talking to a changeling. Because only a changeling is going to immediately clock that I'm a changeling. Mm-hmm. And then being like, okay. And seeing the void being used alongside Twilight and seeing it used so aggressively. Yeah, the corpses we found when we went back. Yeah, especially for, like, somebody. (laughs) Yeah, you forgot about those? Yeah, you forgot that you you traumatized (laughs) me even further about my dad dying? Did you forget about the murders you committed? Uh, Whoops. (laughs) Just wait for the murders I have yet to commit. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. (laughs) <laughs> Another cool thing that I really liked about just being in that study, even though I didn't know what the hell was going on, it, it was such a like, oh, I'm in a place of someone very powerful who practices magic that is banned. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when I say banned, I mean banned by my my professors and teachers in Solana. That's a very important distinction. I don't know if it's necessarily like banned knowledge, but in Solana, it 100% is. Yeah, and like seeing that and being like very curious, oh. but also like this is this is sort of like I think Alara's rela- reaction to the void in some ways. Like this is disgusting. This is vile. This is evil. Ah, uh, it was such a good move when you yanked the journal off or the notebook off of the doomed air. That was mm. such a power play, and like that, w- I was like, oh, because like. I knew when you yanked that off, I was like, okay, so now we're going to get access to some of this band knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was such an interesting choice for you, like, even given that you are in this place of, like, almost kind of, like, um, like, I want to say, like, supernatural or, like, in a way, like, taboo. I don't really know exactly what the right word is, but, like, offsetting of, like, this, I shouldn't be seeing this stuff. And then being yeah. like, I'm going to take it from you, though. Uh, so interesting. Such a good choice. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we went back, like, seeing the bodies, it like, they were like, it, it was so wild, because in my mind, I was visualizing, like, basically, like, husks of, of, of these little wildlings. Yeah. Like, they're, there's no moist, like, the, they've gone through the, the dying process, really really fast mm-hmm. like the maggots and art all that have already like done their work in like an hour less like, than an hour yeah like the closest thing i can think of is like mummification basically of like mm-hmm. you take off the wraps and you see like that like just like husk of a body 
and then it being like the same disease that they were affected by that like well, presumably is the same disease that like killed my father it's like oh so i'm like seeing the effects of like before like during after of of in the death process of what it looks like it's like a very intimate look of basically how my my father died it's very interesting because it calls into question with like the use of the shadows and stuff like what about your father's shadow you know what yeah. about the other people who have died what about their shadows where are they if the doom dare can manipulate it with the void like maybe other people can too and we've already seen like the miners that were shadowed and stuff i i have a i have a theory it, it deals with the twilight realm because that's where shadows seem to live mm -hmm. um where the young girl is yeah um I, that's what what i think it has to do with like i think the shadows are all trapped there uh alara what was it uh what did you think of the Luna clan as you like arrived there and you saw like the husks and all that stuff? Um, well, good, good gosh, golly, if it didn't justify a lot of my feelings about the void mm. of like, I feel like, like growing up basically being like, Hey, Remember, remember, kids, the void destroyed our entire homeland. Mm -hmm. And, like, you are going to have to someday face this to have any hope at bringing back a place for us to live. And then being told by both Pi and Loranus, like, the Void's not bad, the Void's not evil, and then seeing that and being like, well, it doesn't look very nice to me. It was, yeah, it was very, like, it's definitely probably my very first time being, like, in that in genuine close contact with it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the boogeyman. Yeah, it's, I loved when you said that. Man. Like, the boogeyman is real, and it destroyed your entire people's homeland. Yeah. And so it's, like, that thing of, like... It's the thing of being aware that, especially after meeting Pi, that the void itself is not necessarily evil. It just so happens that a lot of people with nefarious purposes yeah. are drawn to the void. Because it's easy to manipulate and to control. At least that's yeah. the way I read it. Yeah, and, and so like, it's like definitely that thing. The the power of the void deals with a lot of death, and so if you are intending to occur death or incur death, then it makes sense to ally yourself with that power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. What uh, what was the? Oh, no, you no, go, go ahead. ahead. I want to hear your question. Yeah. Same. Oh, my question was um, for for N, what did you think about meeting Alara? Yeah. The Moon Princess. Oh, first impressions. Yeah, give me some first impressions. I was really. It was very interesting. So coming like into meeting Alara, I'd I had just gone through like my super egg trauma um 
and we're gonna circle back to that don't worry yeah uh i wanted to talk to like loranis and then you were there and i was like it was just kind of like for pi pi was just like okay sure i guess there's a moon princess here like i guess <laughs> this might as well happen and like to pi like nobility doesn't really mean anything mm. uh and like so like the idea of a princess is just like okay cool like just like a like you have a fun name and a cool title like good for you but like doesn't understand the scope of it which like we see later with like the voria jet stuff in uh mm -hmm. um ironhold um but pi just like pi was just like sure okay i guess this is happening this might as well happen like at least that's like how it was in my mind like i was just like all right moon princess cool um but yeah. i think that like talking to you i didn't i felt like i really really got to like have a moment with you when we were in uh Selenor's tower and we talked about the void that was like the first time that i really felt like i got to like really get to understand alara and like have a deeper connection with alara was then when we talked about the void um and it was interesting because it was almost like someone was saying that like a part of you is evil uh and like that was very hard to grapple with but then like being like i need to listen and see like what it is she's saying is bad and like why because like it's not going to change if i don't listen and like hear her out um which i think was like a moment of wisdom for pi there and like mm -hmm. uh and in, in the past few episodes i think it's like one moment that i can think of pi going in like a like a a good direction, a positive as direction? A, yeah as like a person going what? in like a positive direction because i feel like a lot of this has been on a decline <laughs> <laughs> that's the one positive moment i can think of <laughs> yeah like pretty much that's it like i can't think of oh that and sending that one guy to beat up voria jets uh in the, <laughs> in the fighting <laughs> arena that's randall a, yeah Grandel. Grandel. 100% improvised. I was just, I was really free balling all that. <laughs> uh, but the egg, your decision with the egg, we cannot gloss oh. over that fact. You, you know, I got to ask about this. Okay. What, what, what was going on? Oh. Did he help you at all? Like, what was the reason why you decided to, like, keep the egg alive and not just try and destroy it? Okay, I wish I had my notebook with me, but I don't have it. Um, I had a set of questions that I had laid out before the session that were like, I'm going to ask these questions, and depending on the answers I get, it's going to depend on what I decide to do. And so, like, one of them was like, what are the arcanums in the egg? And it was void and then twilight. And I was like, okay, if there was an arcanum that I didn't recognize, killing it on the spot. Um... That was like a thought process that I had. I was like, if I if I see something that tells me lost Arcanum, I'm destroying the egg on the spot. Um, because the two Arcanums that seem most likely to be like Axe right now are Keth and Void, and that's me. So I'm like, uh, uh I can't let that happen to me or the people that I'm supposed to protect. And so um, I was prepared for like that. Then I didn't see that. And I was like, okay, then I might be able to heal this. I tried to see if there was like anything else inside of the egg i believe or like figure out what's going on there and i don't think i was able to get like a bead on it but i was like okay i feel like i can work with this um 
And so once I felt like I had an I had a clear path forward of like I can make this a void egg or a twilight egg, I was like, then I can keep this moving to get the rejuvenation on track. And it was more or less a question of like, will this be detrimental to the rejuvenation? And then the big question came up of if I do make it a void egg, how many people am I killing? Um with like them being related to events of death. And so mm-hmm. that became like a big thing that was like weighing on pie and um was like an event of death has to happen. Like I know one has to happen, but like I might be able to at least get rid of ha- another one happening. Um so that was like the that was one of the big things that I felt like came out of that whole thing with the egg. Um my favorite bit though is being pregnant. I loved being pregnant with the egg. Yeah. Uh that was did, a lot of fun. I'm question, we really did you glowing. feel you had a responsibility or ownership over the egg at any time? Responsibility, yes, ownership, not intentionally. Um there was one conversation I had with Loranis that like surprisingly kind of like went in a direction I didn't intend to, but like I realized partway through had a lot of similarities to people talking about like abortion. And um, there was like a talk about the egg being um, injured or hurt or the creature inside like yeah. being injured. And it's like, do I want to do I think I'm capable enough to like raise a child who's going I to would, have these difficulties? Yeah. Do I want them to deal with these difficulties in the world? Uh, and that kind of uh, perspective and kind of like the conversation of like what to do about that, which um I thought was very like surprisingly like topic like kind of like reference things in the real world in a way I didn't really mm-hmm. expect to. Um and I think after that moment, Pi was like, I am a like in that moment, kind of moving from there, I was like, Oh, I am a mother, like moving forward. I have mm-hmm. to be a mother for this child. Um yeah. and then I gave that up, so Yeah, you did. Um the other thing that I was trying to do in um this session one of the biggest challenges that uh i faced personally as a gm with a new player coming in was trying to get us all rowing in the same direction on Mm. the same path um and it had to be for like not the same reasons as everyone else but like all the things i did with like the 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 circle and seeing the like retracing your steps to Selenor's tower and like basically getting a little dangled little carrot on a fishing rod of from the doom there like come to ironhold and i'll tell you where she went is basically <laughs> like me desperately trying to like please go in the same direction because i feel like if uh, even if we're they're like doing a uh, like recorded game I don't feel like there's an obligation from you to like do what we're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. You have to like, uh, we were. Yeah, I know that there were so many times that we talked about like laying out the path and the foundation, and then like, I remember I would say things that then would like be like, "Well, how are we gonna get back on track?" And I'd be like, "Man, I don't know. I just said it." Uh, and uh. Figuring out those was uh, difficult, but also fun um, to do. At yeah. least I enjoyed it. And then this entire episode was awkward. Why did we all be socially awkward? What was going on? Oh, 
Yeah. I think I like I think I biffed a roll at one point. Yeah, it was when you're talking to the basically like the the what you call lo- them. Was it a lobster? No, no, it was like crow or something. Okay, okay. They were uh, like basically gathering the dead bodies, like from the, the mountainside. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it started. That. You That's biffed right. that interaction because oh. you you're like you biffed a roll and then you were like, Oh, I know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like trying to do like a whole like oh, you're trying to make before. small talk with basically like yeah, you're trying to make small talk with like a mortician basically. Or like a coroner or something. <laughs> and like they're like, I'm trying to do my job, okay? Just like <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. You were so familiar and they're like, My clan is dying. I'm transporting the bodies of my friend. And you're like, Did you catch the game dude? last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you want to share a brewski, bud? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what was and going on. And then from on there, there, it's one of those things where we just once went, somebody gets an awkward <laughs> ball rolling, it's hard to not jump in on that. Yeah. After that, like I, I definitely when we had our scene together by like the campfire, I was definitely leaning into it because I was like, "Oh, it'd just be funny for all painfully awkward more than normal." <laughs> I love it's that. like especially because Loranis is the only one that is anywhere close to like good socially <laughs> naturally mm-hmm. like well, yeah okay i have one moment i have one bad moment and now i'm not good socially what's your charm die again it's like a, i think it's a d8 but i have a plus one and you also have the thing that makes it when you you fuck up that it doesn't matter yeah when i fuck up socially it doesn't matter because i'm a tree and people are like okay sure <laughs> all right the tree you, I think you've been many times in the past. We won't go into that. Yeah, yeah we all we were all there for the du- like. I may have been listening, but we were all there for Duskwood. Yeah, yeah. When you all right. like destroyed houses, people died. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, we're past that, so we're past it. Okay. You've grown. Okay. <laughs> Uh, then we did like pit stop town in uh, in Moro Village. Um, you met the elders. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> the elders, and they gave you a blessing. I don't know what I was doing there. Oh, to be I, honest. I loved the elders. I remember we were all hitting on different ones, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I was just kind of stuck with one. You chose ones that you liked, and I was like, uh, "I, I guess you're you're my elder." <laughs> <laughs> That's was, even it, funnier. Oh, it's the thing that it's the thing that goes down the second that I ask if an NPC is hot. The answer was yes for for yeah. one of them. <laughs> That's I think I was telling N that the thing that is pissing me off the most. Is that every time they introduce a new character that I'm like, ooh, or like an NPC that I'm like, sounds hot, 
sounds like I'm going to romance. It's like, and Lordrop, this is your cousin. And I'm like, I can't have anything. <laughs> I can't have anything. I thought you were at one point risen up Lillian. Yeah. I oh, I 100% that... was trying to. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were as well. I, I tried to lean into it, and then you had, like, a bad response. I was like, okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> because I'm also awkward. I love to, I like to create characters that want to hit on people, and Jin also are bad at hitting on people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like characters that are hot and unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and creates a treat. Yeah, yeah. My characters are just wacky little dudes. Hey, I've Not been even there. little I, I, most of the time. I've been a cactus in a pot. Let, let's let's be real here. I've been there. That's fair. After that's your, that's being, your best character you've ever played. After that being a little man true. in a mech. <laughs> that is not true. Nothing will ever <laughs> nothing will ever hit me the same as Rick Pricklepear, the cactus in a pot in Rick space. Pricklepear. The druggy, the one who does drugs. Drops acid and commits murder. This sounds like Sam Reich on Game Changer. <laughs> well, he right. did. He totally I've did. been here the whole time. Whole time. Was the first thing I said by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, what was your inspiration for the Council of Elders? Just whatever. Uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, the whole town was like very much like. You know, the Zelda games, uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, Rito Village. And then I was like, they have like one elder, I think, and like in their structure. I was like, I don't want one person making decisions. And so I chose basically three things that I thought were important to the people of the town, which was performance and like bird song was a really big thing. So one of them was like a retired singer. I was like mm-hmm. the little sparrow or finch. I choose some sort of songbird. I don't remember. And then there was like the warriors, which is like, uh, like like Seneca was a warrior. Yeah. And then the like uh, priests. I don't even like really priests, but like the wasn't he like a cardinal? Get, yeah, he was a cardinal. I did that on purpose. That's, that was, was funny. funny. That was funny. Yeah. I was like a cardinal, bishop, whatever. They were just like uh, spirit guides to the wind spirits or whatever you want to call them. And I was like, those are the three important parts. So they'd have some retired bird just just in a in a position of wisdom. I love the thought you put into all of like the the bird lore and like picking the characters for the birds off of these things. And I know that there's so much that we didn't even dive into. You didn't but... even meet the peacock, the diva. I know, I'm so sad. God, I wanna I wanna be able to go back there and just fuck around for a bit. The peacock, the diva was it was oh, he's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he goes on tour so we can run into him sometime soon. Yeah. That'd be I good. think we should just drop the all of the dragon eggs off somewhere and just head back to Mora Village. Yeah, let's just do fun things now. We've had too much tr- experiences. Yeah, yeah we let's should just, just pass like, off our responsibility. Let's just pause Rob rejuvenation. Deal a boat and like sail the sea. <laughs> I be do, pirates. I really want to steal a boat. I want big steal a boat energy. 
Uh, okay, so after we left Moral Village, we got to, uh, Selenor's Tower, Tower. Brighthaven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that like for you, Loranis, meeting your, uh, mother? Awesome. It felt like the one positive moment for me. <laughs> hey, everybody gets one! <laughs> it felt like, yeah, the one positive, it was like seeing basically the person that understands me the best, and... Here's a little little uh, secret about why she Selenor and Lorendis are named. Lorendis is an anagram of Selenor's um, name, um, and basically, I wanted that to be like also very clear of like I'm her child. I'm with her, and then my brothers are with my dad. I wanted that to make like even more clear. So she basically like named me. And then realized I had a talent for drawing at a young age and started teaching me magic. And then from there, yeah. What was, uh, what was it like seeing her reaction to your father's death? It was hard for me to feel the same. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I, I did not love my father for a long time. Uh, over a hundred years to the point where I got to be like, I guess, emotionally mature in like 20s, 30s uh, as an elf or whatever. Mm-hmm. From that point on, and like going and being an adult and studying magic, I had no love for my father. So it was hard for me to like empathize with my mother in some ways that like you cared for him. Like he must have had a one eighty change because uh, uh, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make it complicated. That was like my goal was to be like like she she had to have loved him at some point to have had like I mean yeah. I like to think that to be able to get married and have three kids with him and stuff and she seems like someone who is very like assured in her emotions and decisions and makes decisions that yeah. she wants to make. So. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was appropriate to do that and give a different perspective on the relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alara, you oh, should have... Oh, I love Nigel. Oh, I oh, talk yes. about Nigel for like five seconds. Yeah. Nigel the little star canary. I love Nigel. Okay, we can move. <laughs> I love Nigel. Love Nigel. We should have a spinoff about Nigel. True. N- <gasps> Nigel in Moral Village. <gasps> Nigel learns what? to talk. Oh, Beautiful. Nigel learns how to steal a boat. <laughs> Nigel steals an airship. Nigel steals the Stormwind Ark? What? What? <laughs> um, Nigel Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Arrow. Um, uh, what was it like, uh, Alara... Uh, as Alara to be in the in the tower and Selenor to be like, oh, you've been here before. Give everyone a tour. It's so shady because <laughs> she knows it's not me. <laughs> she knows that I'm not actually Alara. She met Alara. Alara has actually been there, and she just she looks me dead in the face and is like. I know you're a changeling. I know that you are the person who was in charge of taking care of the moon princess. I know you've failed at your main task. 
<laughs> and I'm going to keep up the ruse. Only to drop it as soon as you're alone. I was like, that's so shady. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, why did you do me dirt? Except first I'm like, oh, okay. So so we've cut okay, she's met the moon princess. And I was like, alright, okay. Yeah, alright. Guess I'm doing this. But the second that she's like, so she's okay. She's on her own path. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> like, look, your son can go and like find himself for who he is. That's awesome. The moon princess, the literal heir to the throne of a major kingdom, cannot do that. Yeah, Stop being also, cool about this. I sort of thought like it's like an elf cultural thing as you get. It's sort of like you're taking a gap year and it's like 20 years long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, there's like definitely that thing of like, <laughs> like, we haven't actually met Alara yet. But no. from what I have experienced of her in my backstory is literally she has no reason <laughs> From at least my perspective, she had no reason to leave other than just being like, ah, I want to go party. I'm just going to have a fun time. <laughs> and then you have Noda, who is just truly, deeply so stressed out <laughs> and is like, I was told to just literally just watch you, literally just watch you, make sure you don't go off and then and it's Boria Jet's fault. What happened? What happened? How'd you how'd you lose her? She she I, I went to bed. I she, went to bed and she left. She left a freaking note. She so gave she didn't even sleep. Yeah, she was like, oh man, you're right. I do have to take my duty seriously. And I was just like Finally, you get it. I've gotten through to you after 10 years of like teaching you about responsibility and honor and the duty to your people. You finally get it. Because actually, like actual Alara's in her 30s. So she's young for an elf. Yeah. And then she just does the teenager thing of being like, you can trust me. <laughs> I get it. And then sneaks out the sliding glass door, basically. Ugh. I'm just. I should have had Life 360 on her, not sponsored. But if uh, Life 360, if you want to sponsor us, you could do it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Me neither. <laughs> so, uh, was there any other thing big that happened at Selenor's Tower? Yes. I learned Lost Arcanum spells from my mother, mm. and we had a conversation about the purpose of knowledge. I guess. Yes. That was really cool for me. Yeah, like, I wanted <clears throat> I wanted to give you a chance to like look for Lost Arcanum stuff. So I felt like we'd been encountering more and more of it. So I wanted to give you like a here you go, you can start looking into it on your own like mm -hmm. accord basically. Um yeah. yeah, I was excited uh, about that. And then like that conversation about like how accessible information should be. I feel like 
I understand where, where my, my mother's coming from. Yeah, cool. That's a great ideal to have. It, every All information is publicly available. Not when you've seen the things that I've seen. Yeah. I don't think well, everyone should have the information. She was like, it should be available to people when they're ready. And it's like, well, then who decides when they're ready? And she's like, you just have to know. And it's like, that's not how it works. You're an emotional based you're an emotion-based person i get that but like not everybody could feel that out this just feels like the concept of school it should be it should, the information should be available when you're ready that's what school is dude <laughs> they tell you 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 are only a, a, like capable of learning this spell or this equation in math <laughs> and then it's like the next year you're magically just better so you know this one and it's mm -hmm. like okay and then if you want to get into the Lost Arcanum, you have to take the magical SATs. Yeah. <laughs> At least get a 1250 yeah. on the magical SAT. Yeah. yeah. Unlock I'm... the unknowable. Instead of uh, yeah. Ivy League schools, it's Lost Arcanum schools. Yeah. Oh, you're lost? You're a lost schooler? Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I'm a legacy. Uh, after Selenor's Tower, we went into Ironhold. Um, yeah, what was your what was the concept for you? You basically made this 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 town. I mean, it was I, on a map. We did, like talked about like capitals of all of the places, but yeah, and I think you actually named it Ironhold because we talked about. Yeah. And I kind of forgot about this, but you had talked about how this country and like area had really like risen to power and industry and was like the leading human kingdom because of their access to mining equipment and ability to use resources that were close to the mountains like all of this mm -hmm. and i kind of remembered that as like and they have said, coastline too so they have like shipping of that like yeah they're like in a prime prime location yeah uh and when you named it ironhold i was like oh that's right and in my mind i really wanted this like I was trying to, since like the ruling family, uh, uh, spoiler is uh, changelings in disguise. I wanted to incorporate some ideas of Twilight, and uh, architecturally, and I felt like something that casts long shadows because that's what happened at Twilight, uh, yeah. and that and like stretched thin, and so that led me to like Gothic inspiration, yeah, and like that kind of architecture, and then. I wanted to have like that industrial feeling too though. So I want it to be like a mix of almost like Gothic industrial revolution. So kind of like um Victorian a little bit, but like not quite as like dark. London. <laughs> yes. Like very like almost like a I don't know, like a like a French London. I don't know. Paris, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World Epcot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh and I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to kind of like take inspiration from a lot of like minerals and stuff, but still have mm -hmm. the feeling of like this city's twilight spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think you definitely got got that down for sure. Uh, what would you guys think of your first encounters there? We had the little guy on the the top of the roof and uh then we had you had the message alara to tell you to sneak away yeah man well because at that point <laughs> that is like just, is that just, <laughs> that's just about right after 
I'm learning that uh, uh, secretly, unbeknownst to myself, um, the uh, and unbeknownst to the audience at that point, also that the um, uh, half of the Zephan family is uh, my members of my own household. Uh huh. Houses of Evanfall. They're, yeah, mm-hmm. they're all members of the House of Evanfall. Um, which is, uh, what, at that point, I'm just freaking out. At that point, I'm just like, this is, what, I have a detailed family tree. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? (laughs) Um, which leads me to actually, if it's okay, if I ask a question for you based off of that. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, when did you decide that the um uh royal family of Zephyo was were changelings and when did they become my cousins? <laughs> you just I feel like you decided a long time ago that they were changelings. Yeah, like I decided when uh when uh Voria went with Loranis and Pai to Ujara and left Duskwood, I knew that they were changelings. Um, because oh. I remember Jimbo had the whole, like, watch out for changelings. There's one of them that's walking around and looks like me. You can't trust them. Uh, <laughs> which was like, okay, come on, Jimbo. Like, chill out. Uh, like, what are you going on about? And Jimbo's like, this is, I have a doppelganger. I just remember that. Um, but that was me <laughs> foreshadowing that, like, changelings exist and that, like, Jimbo had a run-in with a changeling that looked like them. It was like, you're stealing my identity. Um... And I wanted that to kind of set up the, uh, like, the the reason why changelings are, like, for the most part, like, hidden. Um, and uh, I wanted to give a reason for that. And then uh, I decided then that Voria was going to be a changeling. And the rest of the royal family was as well. And then that turned into, I knew, we knew Voria's betrayal was coming. Or I did, at least. And then I wanted uh, to tie it into the family, so I t- brought in the doomed heir, and I was like, well, that's going to be, as we found out, Princess Marin Zephan. And I think we decided that they were connected to you. I think I, I, think I made that decision. I can't remember. Was that me or you? Uh, you, 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 you said something like, I think the queen's like her her aunt. Oh yeah yeah like, yeah. I was like okay yeah okay. Yeah, because your aunt went and missing. then I took that and, and yoinked it and twisted it. Yeah, which worked really really well. But yeah, we wanted to kind of do that and kind of have everything be like super secretive, uh, and even make you feel like you're on the outs um, with some of the information. Um, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. I think that we decided that like probably like episode 21 22 it was like like right around yeah yeah you came in for me entering ironhold i was like this shit's fucked i gotta go (laughs) 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 too too many bad things happened in a row i was like no no not doing this gotta go (laughs) oh yeah we had the the uh the absence person which is uh i think the first one of the first times we've seen absence in use. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Because I, 
since the quiet year because we made it in the quiet year yeah well yeah yeah i mean it wasn't clear but the vision you had with old man boyd was very yes but it wasn't like super clear like this was oh this 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 guy's tripping yeah (laughs) And I thought it makes sense for Vega and like the the undercover cop be the one who's like, I can taste it. <laughs> I'm like, I taste it's nothing, so... or rather, I taste absence. I <laughs> love Vagrin. What a guy! What a guy! For some reason, that entire thing reminded me of the scene in uh, Hercules. <laughs> they go into like what Thebes for the first time and there's just like guy be like you want to buy a sundial oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 I was like where are you going with this yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you run into Voria Jets and then I burned you yeah and Voria Jets unveiled himself in front of everyone I was stupid I hate so much, it, but I also it, love him. It reinforced my own personal vendetta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into, I want to get into that burning thing in a second with like what it was like fighting at the start of twenty four. But first, uh, big moment for um, Alara with uh, the doomed air Marin Zephan thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you realize you've been lied to by your family. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, gosh golly, goodness. It's one of those... I think my main takeaway from it was just like, whoa, new family lore. Why wasn't I told? But then also... My cousins need to bring it down several notches. <laughs> like everything Marin was doing, I'm like, I just found out I have cousins. And on top of that, one of them's a stone cold idiot. And the <laughs> other is emo. <laughs> I was like, why do I have an edge lord? And then I don't know, like, anything about Ansetta. I'm just like, one of them exists. It is maybe the normal. Other, yeah, maybe normal. <laughs> fingers crossed. The other is the dumbest person ever to exist. <laughs> and then just hot topic edgelord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pretty being, much. Like, and then the take, like, also having, like, be like, okay, does my sister know? And then Marin being like, I don't know. I don't know what anybody knows. And then just being like, my sister better not know about this because I'll be pissed if she didn't tell me. But also, I cannot wait to tell her that we're the normal cousins. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're normal. You've got to meet Voria Jet. <laughs> Prince Zeke. Oh no, it's Voria Jets. I refuse. I refuse to give Voria Jets any amount of respect. Uh 
at the end of that, you had to fight some shadowy beings that the doomed heir or Princess Marin summoned for you to kind of like keep this ruse up. Um, what a, what a jerk move! That was unnecessary on yeah, her part. Being like, here for the ruse, I'm gonna send these things that literally can kill you. Yeah, but she Dude. knew you'd be fine. <laughs> She's just like, you'll be fine. I, t- I took like two injury tokens. Like, girly pop. Why? I I love my edgelord cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's definitely, like, it's a stressful thing for Noda to be like, I have to ally myself with this person for the sake of my people, but also they're doing some things that I really, really, really aggressively disagree with. But then also being like, well... Pi and Loranus have are also doing things that are important for the rejuvenation. I need to help in the rejuvenation, but they they will not trust me if they think if they know in any way, shape, or form that I'm connected like this to the doomed heir. Yeah, very good point. Mm-hmm. And so this thing of like we like theoretically could all help each other. But there, the damage has already been done. Yeah, the damage that she caused is irreparable for us. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, she fucked up the sun egg and almost killed Pi. Yeah. And I think that having <laughs> being the sister of Voria Jets also just really doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. There's a big yeah. issue with Voria for everyone. <laughs> I don't think that helps her in her own in her own self image either. Mm. Brother sucks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the fight. Yeah, this felt like the first real, like, real argument between Rennes and Pi. We'd argued before, but it was like kind of got over it quickly. Yeah, we had that one really early on, um, yeah. and but like since then, I felt like there wasn't really any like major arguments that we had. Or, like, major disagreements, but this, I felt like, was a rift between us. Um, yeah. yeah, what, what Both trying to, like, undermine each other by, like, underestimating the thing that we're best at and the other. Yes. So, like, decision-making for, for Pi and, like, strength for me. Uh-huh. And uh, kind of, like... A lot of it for me was about, or at least like for Pi, was about like control. And like so many things felt out of control for Pi. And this was a way to like still maintain some control over like what's going on and like make sure things go well or like safely. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it, how it resolves because I don't think, I mean, we haven't resolved it. Yeah, so. No, and I, I don't, I kind of, I kind of like that we don't know how it resolved, because I do think both of us have, like, good points. Like. Yeah, I still I stand by burning you, too. <laughs> yeah, I stand. I mean, is it the worst way to, to do that? Maybe. But, like, you can't attack a royal in the street. <laughs> yeah. Like, I. Only Grandel can do that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I want, like, I, I 
oh, how do I say this? Uh, like, I put like I was also justified in being like, you know, like I don't want you to go alone. Like we shouldn't be going around alone. Um, was kind of like Pi's thing, or like at least you shouldn't be, because Pi was concerned for you. Um, and that whole thing was just like I like I just need you to be safe because I'm losing so many things, and I can't lose you. Was like a lot of where it was coming from, but it wasn't expressed that way. Um, but like I think for both of us, feelings were valid. Yeah. Uh. I guess that covers the fight. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like... Uh, yeah. Undermining my ability and, con and like to defend myself. I can teleport to the stars. Hello? <laughs> she came down in a bubble, dog. Bubble, dog. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it, both of it's very frustrating for the other, like, yeah, both sides of it. I'm curious to see how we work through it. Yeah. Or if I we do. Know how. And then we go to the fabled, faded Lillian Margrove. Not Hargrove, like I thought. No. Um, I mean... And... The underground pit fighting ring. You just gave this name out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, so this is somebody that uh, Selenor knows." And I was like, "Okay, how do I make this like an interesting character?" Oh, let's do an underground pit fighting ring. That was juicy. I had a lot of fun there. Um... Rinky. Also, I didn't. I don't think I said this. I believe Rinky and Jimbo are related. I bet Rinky's fucking Jimbo's doppelganger. Back in the day I before Rinky lost all the hair. Yeah. Rinky doesn't actually know how wildlings age and is just assuming <laughs> <laughs> they lose a bunch of hair. Oh, yeah. Rinky was Rinky was very fun. I liked a lot of the NPCs in there. Uh I liked uh Lillian Margrove. That was really fun. Uh, and, yeah. like, having to go into the fighting pit. And, of course, Grandel was great. Um, yeah, the fighting pit was, like, difficult because I fucking crushed it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I destroyed it in the fighting pit. But then that was also kind of scary. That I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm a weapon. <laughs> oh, God. I'm D1. You're an athlete. I just realized you're a student athlete. I am. And I was like, I was like, oh shit, dude, I should do the Olympics. Fuck. <laughs> uh, my whole like goal with the fight was to basically I think it's an interesting uh tactic to get players to like an NPC by having them fight that NPC before there's any connection. Um, I think it gives you a certain level of trust in some ways, like, um, and it's just like an interesting way to make a connection. And like, she was, she was like confident, but she wasn't like cocky or arrogant or like, she wasn't like Seneca to you, basically. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, it was like fun to her, even when like, I felt like I went too far. She was mm -hmm. like, that was a great time. Yeah, Which for I me haven't was been like... knocked down in years. <laughs> Yeah, 
that was uh very very wild there and uh i really really enjoyed playing with like um like uh combining the arcanas of my abilities so like mm. using the twilight arcana turn into a wolf and then activate my shadow form so my shadow form was also yeah. a wolf and like playing around with things like that was really really fun mm. um yeah, so the thing I really enjoy, I've been, inside of us are all two wolves and they're both composed of the void. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about our magic you. system is that it feels very flexible in a lot of ways. And that's, it kind of reminds me of like Avatar The Last Airbender's magic system, where there's like clear rules, but it's so flexible and it can co-mingle, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it feels unique as well, and that's what I really enjoy about it, too. Mm -hmm. was, I was talking to Ali yesterday about how I really enjoy that, like, it doesn't... Like, it's a D&D &D game, but it doesn't feel like... like It feels like a unique D&D &D world, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. It's just one continent. I feel like we're not even going to scratch of getting this entire continent mapped out, 100%ed in the video game. No way. There's so much. Uh... Then we went underground. Mm -hmm. Tell me yes. about the Forgotten City. Well, it's because I had extra time to prepare the session. I, but before it wasn't going to be like this fallen, ancient floating city that crashed into the ground and became Zephia. Originally, it was just going to be like caves. Cool. There's caves. You might fight a rat or two or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, and then I was like, uh, I think I can make this more more intriguing, I suppose. If I make it so that you're traveling in this ancient city that is broken down. And I imagine like these, they're like elevator shafts and like the architecture still kind of intact and um it's like you're walking through the past but the past is the future kind of very very fun uh what was it like for you uh ali um it was really cool um i was um really trying to piece together like what is this place like what what happened here and i think especially like noda coming from like the mindset of like being very like what has happened in the past what happened a thousand years ago with the last rejuvenation learning that there's a lost arcanum and then like seeing what at least she believes to be a remnant of the lost arcanum yeah like what it was mm -hmm. yeah like what it was and trying to be like like i have like written down i'm like air question mark sky question mark yeah concept of crystals question mark mm -hmm. um of like yeah like really like being down there and then being so focused on what is this place that everything that comes after that point is like a huge shock to the system of like, whoa. 
Yeah. Then I dropped, oh, by the way, your aunt's not dead. She's trapped in an orb. She's in a bubble, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I will say in real quick. I want to oh, say real yeah. quick, I thought that one of the things that was really, really cool was when uh, you were able to read the script uh, of the, the flight tower. Like, yeah, that gave so much into the mystery as well of being like, here's a clue as to like what this place once was, uh, and I thought yeah. that was very very interesting. Um, that's all I had. Yeah, yeah. I just like if a city's that big and it's floating, there's not going to be like one steering wheel on our big old <laughs> city ship, you know? <laughs> you got one steering wheel. Y'all take turns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you got visited by the Shade. That was a whole bunch of shit that went down. Yeah, that was that was terrifying. That was really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, shitting myself. <laughs> uh, I was fucking terrified. With my low-ass rolls, Mm, I almost Wait. got sucked into a bubble. I think I think you probably caught onto this, and but the the place that she was trapped seemed to be the same place that we visited. Yeah, I and got... I wanted each of us to have that that moment in the Twilight Realm is the best thing I can call it. Yeah, that like weird liminal space. Um, yeah, I thought of it as also like a another nod to other things as well that like we've talked about coming into play but i thought it was very very interesting that that was where you had it i also god damn i wanted that fucking orb so bad <laughs> i wanted to take that orb i was so ready to fucking nag that what happened to it again like... did well adrian got it the, oh, the ghost, the ghost um... got it okay I think probably my favorite thing about that was that it was like, okay, we got we got my aunt out of the bubble, and we're like, let's go, we got a dip, and then she, the shade appears, and Pi's like, I'm gonna kick the orb at her, which just directly helped her. God, I was <laughs> instantaneously like, helped her. I was like, if I hit her with it, maybe she'll go into it. Uh, didn't work like that. As it turns out, <laughs> I was like, when I was like, all right, and then I fail my roll, and then it's like it's collapsing into your chest. I was literally like, God damn it, pie. Yeah, yeah, and then I was frozen, and I was like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. That was a bit of jam like, being okay. mean. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, guess I gotta make a new character. Yeah, and th but then Marin shows up. Mm hmm. Sure does. Marin fucking Queen. saves the and then kind of got me nervous of like, is she watching me all the time? <laughs> well, yeah. no, she did mention to you that if you needed assistance to come to the Titanium Keep, so she would have been in, in around that area thinking that you might go there anyway. That's true. That was beneath the Titanium <laughs> Keep. That was specifically why that tower was below the Titanium Keep. I thought of this. <laughs> you had it all down you were ready and then you're like you specifically Noda, maybe not in the audience I guess, it's like 
confused by Marin's actions. Yeah. You're like, what? Why are you helping us now? For Pi, it's like, oh, the princess is like a homie. Cool. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if she's the doom yeah. bearer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. all right, okay, cool. We're like cool cousins with each other. We're cool now. But also now that was I think the point where I was like, all right, I need I need to have a conversation with her to tell her to just chill out. Mm-hmm. And then she sends you to the engine room. Oh, what did you God. think of that? And the 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 void nexus crystal being that size. Uh Right off the bat, seeing it was an entry room, I was fucking pissed. Uh, Pi was pissed. Because I was like, this is the same fucking shit Daria was doing in Duskwood. Um, and I was like, I was like, that's not a coincidence. Uh, maybe it was, but I don't know. I was not happy about that. And then I had to make my fucking decision. And then I asked V, and V was just like, I don't know, man. Do whatever. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) One of the things I was very proud of with this, leading up to this climactic moment of the session, is I built and built up these stakes and then just sort of let you have at it. Yeah. And let you run wild. The stakes were definitely through the roof for me. Uh, I definitely felt that. And then... Noda's reveal... Yeah, I didn't plan on you doing that. Like, that was all you. Like, you made that climactic moment, both of you, just, like, very impactful. And it was, like, really cool. It's like I served up a little, like, soft pitch toss for you to hit a home run. And you both just slammed it out of the park. Yeah, that conversation. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. That's uh, what I was gonna say. <laughs> all right. Um, for me, it was like I I kind of like went in and I was like, I think I do want to make it a Twilight Egg at this point. Like I was like kind of leaning towards that, but I couldn't forsake the Void. And so like V was like my last straw. Like, do I do the Void here? And then um, I was like leaning towards Twilight, and then you revealed yourself to not be Alara, which then I was like, well, fuck Twilight. Um. So that was really, really interesting. And I loved playing through that scene and like you, like that battle of like you having to convince me um, was really, really juicy. Uh, and like I felt that throughout. Yeah. I think it also led to my favorite, favorite line of the episode. Why are you mad? God, that Lillian. came from Lillian. First of all, I didn't think Lillian was going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you like said, oh, Lillian, come with us. Be our guide. And I was like, well, shit, you sent Vagrant away, who I thought was going to be there. So, okay. Yeah, the uh, that like line like wrecked me. Uh, and even after, like I had to journal after a little bit to like figure out like why 
like I could feel Pi was mad and like all of that and like I could feel all those things and like I knew the reasons that had happened and like what things had led Pi to be mad but I didn't think about like what the overall reason was and so after I was like journaling for probably like 20 minutes and I kind of figured out like oh that's why mm, that's why I'm upsetty you love what. to share with the class <laughs> oh yeah I was upsetty spaghetti because um I felt like things were like out of control and like so many things had happened to Pi that were beyond their control. Uh, the being betrayed by uh, Voria, um, the sun egg, not being able to help Loranus then, uh, the void egg, everything in the void egg, the high stress, hitting stress max, almost thinking I lost the void egg, but not losing it, but it's fucked up and being like, well, I still fucked up. Uh, but I have to work with this. I have to figure out what the right decision to do is and like move forward. I can't worry about being about fucking up, whatever. Let's keep on going. And then leading into like me being like, okay, I have to make a decision. I need to trust my judgment. I need to trust my judgment. Seeing Vor in the city being like, fuck that guy, let's fuck him up. And the Renis being like, your judgment is wrong. Um, like that's what the burn felt like was like, your judgment is wrong. And it was like, well, I'm out of control. Like, the world around me is out of control, and I'm also out of control. And I think, like, in that moment, it was like, why are you mad? I was like, I'm out of control. Uh, mm -hmm. And then was like, I need to do what what is going to be best for most people. And that was avoiding another event of death. So. Yeah. And then you changed the egg. And the nexus. And the nexus. That shit caught me off guard. I was not happy about that. That made me like second guess everything. Just improvise. I thought it'd be cool. That shit. I was like, I was like, no, because I don't know. I don't know why, but Pi is like very anti Lost Arcanum, and so I was like, nope, nope, fuck this, nope, don't like it. That is. Do those emotions come from V? Do you think? You know, they might. I, I really can't say a lot of it feels like a lot of it is that the the lost arcanum existing means that the void is in danger and if doesn't want to make a fucking egg so like keth is in danger and i'm like the lost arcanum is the biggest threat i have to losing the parts of myself i'm like lost arcanum taking one of those spots so i'm like heavily anti lost arcanum that was like my thought. Hmm. But I do think part of it does come from V and like that scene of like the one with the 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 wizard lady, like way back when when the Lost Arcanum was introduced. Because I, th I think you have shared emotions. Yeah. Mm. To some extent. It, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. Um. What was that like for you, though? Uh, um, that whole, like, changing the egg to Twilight and then getting the Twilight egg. Um, Noda was winning. <laughs> Noda was on a, was riding a high. So it was really, it was funny for me as a player to be like, yeah, woo, victory lap. But then see you, like, like, head in your hand like so visibly stressed out about everything that like especially after 
the nexus changed just like the visible stress which i guess if you're listening only on podcast you wouldn't see but visual description their head was in their hand like and i was like i was like yeah i won i got what i wanted i succeeded one win on the board for noda and then i'm like looking at you like Sucks to be you. Oh, <laughs> hey, you're both there like 20, 30 minutes before that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then also, like, but I, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a lost arcanum. So I have no frame of reference for what it is. Mm-hmm. And that, like, obviously don't like the void the void makes me nervous and seeing the void leave the area is kind of a relief but then pie's like sheer panic of like we need to go now notice like maybe pie knows something i don't uh, just immediately like no hesitation no like why what's wrong what's going on just we need to go now. All right, let's go. <laughs> like, I got what I wanted. I got what I needed. I'm down to just dip. Yeah, that one. That one was definitely like. That was scary. The scariest. One of the scariest parts was that. Um, I think that covers everything. Yeah. Okay. Last question. I want to know everybody's favorite bits. Bits. Yeah. I think my favorite bit, we talked about it already, but I loved the... Actually, ooh, it's tough. For me, it's a tie between um, romancing the elders uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, Loranis and Nana getting drunk. Mm -hmm. Acanthus was really funny to do. The Cardinal Elder Mm. Acanthus. I love that. I just... Kind of that voice just kind of came out of it. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I like Grandel. I love Nigel. Grandel and Nigel. Grand Theft Arrow. It's a buddy comedy. <laughs> I also really loved the bit of Rinky having every job. <laughs> yes, that was funny. I enjoyed that. Alright, Ali, think, your favorite bit. I think my favorite bit to do was the bit that I started with the tiara of like looking at it. Oh wait, no, it started with what drinking water and then dropping the cup and shattering it Mm. and then just throwing a bunch of like towels on the ground yeah and then it happened again with like looking at the tiara dropping it yeah and leaving coming back tripping over the towels and then just kind of continuing the bit in any moment where i was like like what toby was like you know it goes silent the crowd goes silent you could hear a pin drop and then just being like I dropped my sword. <laughs> that killed me. Oh, I love that one. 
of like just somehow deciding to commit to the ongoing bit of like if there's a moment to look like an absolute dweeb take it yeah but other than that um voria jets turn like dropping his human disguise in public like obviously at that point i'm not revealed to be a changeling and i'm not there as a character but me just being like no why are you do you idiot so stupid so funny such an idiot all right i can't believe i went on a date with him and you kissed him i cannot believe it you guys you guys said a smoochy smoochy not proud Remember when he was introduced as like really being really cool? Nah, yeah. he had he had fans roles that put me off immediately. Didn't like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's like described as like leather jacket, fucking aviator sunglasses, movie star cool, and oh how far he's fallen. <laughs> yeah, he got baby girlified. He yeah. got he got patheticified. Hey. I love it. Cringe fail aside. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap up our uh, our table talk. Um, stay tuned for episode 25 coming out soon. Um, see what happens to Loranis on his own and uh, what happens with Noda and her aunt. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, do the whole like, follow, uh, subscribe. Yes, all those things. Um, and Life360 uh, sponsor us. Yeah, thank you, Life360. Please. I don't even know what Life360 is. Bye 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 now. Bye bye.